I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And uh, we are live. This is uh, We're back from our, our little hiatus. I was in the free state of Florida, as I like to call it. And if I wanted to stay married to my wife, uh, we have to fly on a Saturday occasionally. And uh, so <laughs> uh, it is what it is, guys. Um, so we had to miss a couple of shows, but we're good to be we're happy to be back uh, to here to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions and concerns. It is very cold outside, so you can cuddle up with your machine. It's probably keeping you warm because you can't turn your gas on because you can't afford it. Um, at least you can have a nice warm computer humming in the background and keeping you keeping you warm. Um, also coming up at 10.05, uh, we're going to have a check-in with Tom Perone. He's coming in the studio, and he's from GoNetSpeed, and he'll kind of give us an update on what he's been doing and how they've been expanding and helping all of us save money on Internet. I mean, you're watching your Internet bill go down in areas where the comp- competition comes in. Right. And the offerings are off- also much lower cost from the even the incumbents, too, that are saying, uh-oh, I better lock you into something quickly before these these guys come in and take the business away, which – Hey, man, I hope they take all the business away, frankly. Sure. Um, the incumbents have had plenty of time to charge whatever they wanted, thanks to the folks at our uh, in our government that kept all the com- competitors out. Um, so it's finally happening. He'll be in to talk about what they're doing, and we're excited about that. But as usual and customary, we have some news, lots oh. of news, lots oh, of stuff tons. happened. And uh, this one just came across my desk, I think, yesterday. Uh, this is from my favorite uh, – over the, across the pond, the register IT blog, uh, a hole, yes, a hole, in U.S. military email servers operated by who? Microsoft left more than a terabyte of sensitive data exposed to the Internet less than a month after Office 365 was awarded a higher level of government security accreditation. Isn't that nice? What? According to security researcher Arang Sang, who discovered the blunder and reported it, the openly accessible server was part of an internal mailbox system hosted on Azure Government Cloud. Ooh. And and you again it's this, this is the title. Azure Government Cloud. It is a different it is a different collection of systems. They're, well, more they're secure. hosted they're hosted <laughs> on their own dedicated data centers mm-hmm. in the United States. Yeah. Not anywhere else. Yeah. And, so. it, and it was used by the Department of Defense for a variety of purposes, including the processing of security clearance paperwork. Oh. 
The documents shared with the register said to be said to, to uh, be from the exposed server included a rich amount of data that certainly would be valuable to a foreign adversary, including all the usual PII, as well as blood type, religious affiliation, educational background, military service history, and more, all in plain text. Thanks, Microsoft. Uh, it, told, it was basically three terabytes of data that was available before the Azure server was taken offline Monday. Um, so they, Bloomberg then spoke to individuals at the DOD and Microsoft, both Pentagon Cyber Command and Microsoft are investigating the incident. The server was reportedly accessible to the Internet since February 8th. Nice job. Nice wow. Job, yeah. Good few weeks of plain text data being right there for the downloading. Microsoft 365. So again... I know when you stick your stuff in the cloud, you think you're not responsible for it anymore, but you you are. Oh, heck yeah. Right? You are. And now both Microsoft and the DOD are blaming each other. Uh, no matter who's to blame, someone messed up. If the DOD's inspector general's office is to be believed, there's a good chance that the fault lies with the government for misconfiguring its entire IT environment and not Microsoft. Well, okay, whatever. Whatever you're doing, you're not reading how to do it. Um, the government has contracts with Amazon Web Services, Google Cloud, Oracle, and others, and they're all being now forced to review what? What? They're being forced to review how to do a configuration, right? Because you can't just set up a server in the cloud and think it's automatically configured properly. Um, what? You you mean that a server in the cloud isn't just like a server in front of you that you have to configure? Yeah, well, according to these dinglings, they don't, they don't, they didn't follow the, uh, the the documentation the documentation as to how to set it up right this is a a problem everywhere yeah um, unfortunately and now they're having everyone review all of their the inspector general wants all the CIOs from the army navy air force marines to reevaluate the authorization to operate for the five cloud systems so be careful <laughs> um, keep this in mind if our you're, it, we have clients that are making military parts that have to have proper security right and we yeah. have to, and then they have to pay a premium and some of the some of them have paid that premium to have their stuff uh, cloud services hosted on those dedicated government level servers right but the key, the key the key here is though no matter where you stick your stuff you're still responsible for it if it's right. in the cloud you're just renting somebody else's servers and if, or if it's on-prem um so we'll put this link up here you can read it yourself uh it is what it is. But for all these military clients that are out there trying to get CMMC or NIST or, or DFAR secured for government things, and the government then leaves their own stuff wide open, <laughs> you got to ask yourself, why are you spending so much money to secure your stuff if your own government can't do it right? Right. And why is the government even asking all of that if when, they're not willing to do it themselves? Right. So clearly there's a problem. There's a breakdown there. What do you got, Dennis? you want to talk about well, anything? I've got I've got an interesting story here, yeah. and I'm sure most of our audience may have even heard about this. Okay. but. It just kills me that yes. this happened, mm -hmm. okay? Yep. Um, ChatGPT, oh, yeah. which is an AI service, is now been built into Bing because Microsoft bought into the company that made it. OpenAI okay. is the name of the company. All right. And it's now available. You can go to the Bing website and you can put in a query. Depending on how you structure it, it mm. will invoke uh, a ChatGPT session for mm. you to yeah. just figure out what you're going what you're going to get yeah now google was kind of caught flat-footed mm -hmm. because uh oh because they say well we've been working on something like this ourselves for a long time yeah and now we're going to roll it out mm -hmm. we're going to introduce something called bard bard yeah i saw that as in shakespeare the bard of avon yes whatever yes. Yep. anyway they roll this out they have a big you know exposition of how this thing is going to work mm -hmm. and they put in 
a question for their AI system. Yeah. And that AI system promptly gave an incorrect answer. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Completely incorrect. It could have been fact-checked just by going to Google. Unbelievable. And it was wrong. So now their Google, their share price, their total share price dropped $100 billion because of that failed demo. Yep. Who moved my cheese? Just when you think Google's going to be there forever, like, you know, ubiquitous. You got another another player in the mix. Well, It'd be funny if Microsoft actually wins this battle now. Um, but, well, they very well could because yeah. they seem to have known what they were doing. They had apparently Microsoft had been developing their own yeah. AI product, and they had already had a plan to integrate that into Bing. Mm-hmm. So what happened was they were able to negotiate to deal with OpenAI, right? And then they get the right to use ChatGPT, and they were able to just shift that right into this infrastructure that they had already set up for themselves. Yeah. But Google apparently was just still doing research on this thing. Right. They had no integration plan. Right. And they didn't even do any good quality control on it in the first place. They're having trouble obviously. with their, their people, too. I mean, I saw a story that I actually think I have talking about how Google wants you know folks to come back to the office, right? Right. And to, to, to save money, though, they want them to share desk space. So oh. you basically uh, you share your, your desk space with some other person, whoever it might be, and you know, you've got your pictures of your family on the desk. They got their pictures of their family on the desk. They've got whatever you know. They're messy. You're not. I mean, this is ridiculous, right? So they drop a hundred billion dollars because their chat doesn't work, and they're trying to save a few pennies on sharing desk space <laughs> between two people uh, because you want your folks to come back to work. I mean, man, did, has Google another, jumped the shark? I don't know. Just build another cubicle for it, crying out right. loud, it's, please. Yeah, but that's just really <laughs> scary to start seeing that as far as the company goes. Uh, that's where they're going to try to save a buck. You oh, know? that's crazy. It is. All right, that's interesting there, Dennis. What else did you want to talk about? Uh, and another thing that Google is up to. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you may have heard Canada is considering passing legislation similar to what's in Australia. Right. That forces the the, um, the social media the companies. social media companies and the search engines to license stories from media sources. And if they don't. And if they don't, they can't put them on their site or in their search listings. Right. Okay. Well, Google is testing Mm -hmm. a workaround for this for a very small number of Canadian users. All right. Just to see how it goes. How they can block stories if they want to. Right. Now, the story that I have and a lot of the other stories that Mm -hmm. I read from other sources are ambiguous about this law, Mm -hmm. okay? Right. But I went and looked it up. It has not passed the parliament there. Okay. It apparently is getting what they call a second reading in the Senate, Mm -hmm. which means that the senators are looking hard at it. Yeah. And it means that it may not pass. I don't know, but... Um, it has not just rolled through Parliament the way normal bills do. Right. And the key, the key is to either have the content providers get paid for right. the link that's occurring. And if they don't, then you block the ability to see the news article. Right. But it could also be used to do things like block information that maybe, you know, somebody doesn't little want Justin to doesn't convey. want to get out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, if you know, if, if little Justin says, hey, I don't want to have this news story out, right. they get to block it. And again, this is not cool. Um, but I do think Google should be compensating the people who are writing oh, the content for 
this sure. information. Sure. If Google is presenting you a story, right. they they absolutely should pay for that. Mm-hmm. No question about but it. But Google doesn't want to because they can't even right. afford to uh, have cubicles in their offices. They have to share space. <laughs> <laughs> All comes back around, folks. All comes back oh, around. Oh, man. What a disaster. So, Yeah. <laughs> So we have plenty of news to talk about. We got Tom Tom Perone coming in from Go Netsby. Two lines open for you guys. 860-522-9842 is the number. We're on the old Facebooks. So if Zuckerberg deems our show worthy, feel free to go out there. You can post some questions and even answer them between yourselves out there on the old Facebook page. We're over at WTIC's Facebook page. Um, so check us out. We'll be right back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And we have two lines open for you, 860-522-9842. And that's the Allman Brothers. It's an Allman Band of Brothers. It's a big band that I've found out from a band that actually is playing their music locally uh, in Bristol at the T-Salon. Uh, it's uh, Palin's band, the other band. Check it out on Tuesday nights if you want to check out. It's a free, free band to check out, and they played a lot of this type of stuff. Figured I'd share it with you because I thought it was cool. And they kind of <laughs> played some big yeah. stuff based on the Allman Brothers. But let's get to your calls. We're going to go to uh, Paul in New Britain first and see if I can remember how to do this, Paul. Uh, are you there, Paul? Uh, he's not there. You there, Paul? There he is. Paul, you there? Yes, I'm here. All right. We thought you fell down there. <laughs> what can we do for you, sir? <laughs> Quick question. I'm slowly entering the 21st century with my internet, and I got gig speed. You have gig gig speed, okay? Yeah, I like to have everything hardwired. All right. Because I'm mostly streaming. But what I found out and almost fell out of my chair is that these devices, the Ethernet ports, are 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 limited to just 100 Mbps. So you actually can go faster with wireless than a direct connection, which makes no sense to me whatsoever. That's funny. It could be the truth, though. Yeah, it could be. Some, could be. some devices are just going to be 100 megabits uh, because they don't need more than 100 megabits Well, to that's true. Well, you got to remember that the streaming that's actually being done to the device right. doesn't need to be over 100. Right. It's, it isn't going to stream any quicker than, I would say, what, 10, 10 megabits per second for a 4K feed? Right, exactly, right. It's that's that, so, that's why we talk about not needing so much bandwidth all the time. You're, right. If you have a 15 lane highway, the cops don't let. You, well, nowadays they still they let you go 95 miles an hour, but you're not supposed to. You're supposed to go 65 miles an hour, and uh, no matter how many people are on the on the road there, you're still stuck at 65. Right. So same idea here for streaming. I understand. It, ju- it was just a shock because I like to go to like fast.com just to see how much speed I'm getting. And <laughs> yeah. when it sort of like petered out, I was like, what? Yeah. And you'll find that even <laughs> with Wi Fi too. I mean, even uh, if, you're, if your Wi Fi is older, those radios inside, you know, 82, what, 45G, whatever it was, 54, I can't even remember anymore, the older flavors, they right. run pretty slow. Right. Um, and, and a lot of the, a lot of the equipment out there, especially with the less expensive streaming devices. Right. Those have Wi-Fi in, mm-hmm. and that caps off, assuming everything is running perfectly, right. that caps off at about 300 megabits per second, and effectively you're probably going to have half that. 
in most cases. Yeah, and again, it depends on your your router and its ability to offer you know the MIMO, which is going to go to individuals, or if your router's kind of older, it just is going to time slice the available bandwidth. So there's a lot involved in getting, quote unquote, your gigabit speed to everything. Right. Well, all my, all my devices are getting about 60 NPDS, which isn't bad. 60? 60? Yeah. With, with, I mean, you know, through the Fire TV cube, through a Fire TV stick. So. Okay. 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 Yeah, and you're right. having no trouble watching high-definition content, right? No, no. I, I, I noticed an improvement from my old, uh, my previous internet was just DSL, supposedly at the, like 45 NPDS. Right. But I do notice a difference. The picture is much clearer, much more stable. Yeah, DSL is hardwire everything because yeah, you know, I'm not just not comfortable with uh, you know the wireless can cut in and out, and it just seems better to be direct connected. Wire, yes, wired always works. We've always said that. Although wireless is getting better these days, but you have to choose the right wireless band. Uh, You'll get better band, uh, better performance from the 2.4 gigahertz band on your internal wireless for distance. And you'll get five if you go to the five gigahertz. Make sure you're close by to the 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 router or the access point, and that'll do better that way. So it's based on distance. You just can't willy nilly have like uh, one device connect to five G and wonder why it's not running really well. Try the two point right. four. Yeah, it's out of distance. It was the opposite. I, I know. Thought, you know yeah, you off. would think so, but no, it's not. And again, it the it's an effect of the fact that when you're streaming something. You only need just so much speed. Right. So there is no point in using any advanced technology to go faster because it's never going to come in any faster than it does. So. No. And, and, and one other uh, thing I just wanted to bring up for those like me who like to be hardwired and it's not always possible to get that long of a connection. Yeah. They have a gig node. Don't ask me what it's called, but it goes into your electrical outlet. Yeah. And oh. you can feed the Ethernet into that, but if you're, you have to be on the same circuit. Right. And that yeah. works out really well. Yeah, Ethernet over power. Or power line Ethernet. Sometimes it's the word that's used. Yeah. Yeah, I just find it amazing that it's just, it can do that. Anyway, yeah. I love technology. Yeah, cool, Paul. <laughs> Sounds that way. <laughs> well, thanks for checking in. Yeah. I appreciate your time. All right. So that's Paul. He's going to get wired where he can. We're going to be here till 11. Feel free to get online. Three lines open for you, 860-522-9842. And then coming up at 10.05, Tom Perone, Go NetSpeed to let you know what they've been doing, how they've been expanding, and how they've been saving us money on our Internet thanks to just having competition in the area. We'll be right back. questions and concerns are going to go right to your calls and john is up next let's go to john you there john yes i am good morning good morning sir what can we do for you um because i'm doing a lot of traveling for work i need uh to purchase a mobile hotspot so i was wondering if you have any recommendations on which one to purchase and number two what do i need to do to make it as secure as possible well what do you have now for your cell service who is your cell service now uh, it's Consumer Cellular, AT&T. Okay. 
So if a consumer cellular offers a hotspot, I mean, you could even probably turn on your own phone as a hotspot these days and don't have to well, buy it. I did, but I'm, turn, I'm turning through the data. I need, I need another 50 gigs of data probably. Okay. Oh, okay. Yep. So then you could always upgrade your service, though, on your phone so that you have an unlimited plan to cover this issue. Because when you buy the second device, you're going to pay for it monthly, whether you use it or not, right? That hotspot. And you're going to pay for that data, even well, though you depend, may not use depending it. Depending on how that's packaged and priced, that's you true. Could tech, it's possible you could save money doing that. I, I'm not entirely yeah. sure, but. But look into it. Like, if you're an AT&T fan, go and see what AT&T offers you for a hotspot. As far as securing it, because you're on your own hotspot, uh, you're going to have your own login, and you're not going to share it with anybody. That's pretty secure, you know. Yeah, and uh, well, for well, wireless 3G and up, mm-hmm. which would be 4G and 5G, those are encrypted by definition, and they're encrypted at a hardware level. Um, so. You're pretty that that's going to keep you pretty- hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Be safe, yeah. So, I mean, I, I turn my hotspot on from my, when I use it um, and on my phone rather than paying a separate account. So you got to figure out which is cheaper, I guess. I, I, I increased to their alleged unlimited plan, and now they're throttling me down. So, oh, yeah, unli- yeah, everything's limited. <laughs> it's unlimited until it isn't. <laughs> yeah, I know. Twice now. That's why you don't see the crab legs coming out at the at the uh, buffet all the time. They kind of wait, you know. <laughs> they see you walking up to the buffet. Hey, no, 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 no more crab legs for that guy. <laughs> so, same idea. Um, it's just f- figuring out the combination, but the security is good if it's yours. Okay. All right, John. All right. Thanks a lot for your help. Yeah, Take good luck. Care. All right. Bye-bye. Um, all right. Four lines wide open as we wait for your calls. We'll get to the news again. And there was, a, there was some uh, um, cloud news you wanted to bring up, Dennis, the company that saved a bunch of money by, oh. by coming off the cloud. Oh, yeah. We have a story from a company mm-hmm. that uh, decided that they were going to look at their cloud bill. Yes. And okay, this was a seven million dollar cloud bill. Right. 
Okay. What they did was they built their own data center mm. for six hundred thousand dollars. Right. And now they don't have an annual seven million dollar bill. Exactly. It's that simple. It, it's it's a in in their case, it's a really a no brainer. Right. And it's a no brainer for a lot of companies, right? Yeah. Um owning your own servers versus renting somebody else's is no different than owning your own car versus renting it. Would you rent your car? Is it cheaper to rent your car, Dennis? I wouldn't think so. It's not. No. Um, so same idea with servers, same idea with anything. When you go to the cloud, all you're doing is putting your your trust and your, your company into somebody else's servers. And as I just described, the DOD issue with Microsoft didn't work out so well for them. Um, <laughs> no, you know, and seven million dollars versus six hundred thousand is a obvious no brainer. Somebody got a raise and a bonus for that decision, and probably fired the guy who said, "Hey, we should go to the cloud. It's the new thing." Oh, absolutely. Um, cloud can work out for companies who are smaller, right? So if your scale is small, you know, a couple of couple of folks, um, in your office, and you need a, you know email or what have you, then yeah, you can use three sixty five as a solution versus buying your own server. I can see yeah. that. Right. The the other advantage to it is agility. I mean, if you right. decide that you're going to create some kind of a product or develop something yeah. and you need to spin up a server quickly to right. get it going and try it out, yeah. well, you can do that in the cloud a lot more quickly than you can physically. Right. And you can turn resources on and off. There's there's whole right. services out there because Microsoft will keep, keep billing you. That, that meter will keep running. If you've got an Azure server sitting in the cloud and you've paid for a CPU compute pop, you know, the compute and you purchase the RAM, and they're going to charge you for all that every minute that you have it running. So there is a neat uh, concept in that you can turn it off and not pay for that. Um, but again, it's just so wildly expensive. Anyways, you're messing with turning things off, turning things on, making sure things are available for such and such people who want to work on the weekend. Now you're really, you know, it's like it's like a your it's like a setback thermostat on on steroids, and that you have to configure all this just so you, your bill doesn't go crazy in the cloud versus right. just having your own servers. Literally. Also, there are services that you can pay yeah. to do that management for you, to automatically shut stuff off, turn exactly. it on, change this threshold, whatever. Right. But just you're, to but you're paying those bill guys down. to help so keep your bill down. So you're paying somebody else to keep your cloud bill down. Right. Or, oh. in this case, they save $7 million by p- putting just together by a $600,000 system. And now all they've got to pay is you know, the personnel to manage it every year, Which but that that's going to be, that's going to be like 0.001% of that $7 million bill. Right. Now, of course, if you're in Connecticut and you have to have a data center running and you look at your electric bill, you might say to yourself, hmm, oh. <laughs> hmm maybe I should put this somewhere else. Uh, and that's kind of the problem, right? As we make Connecticut less and less affordable, um, everyone's looking for ways to avoid being in Connecticut, right? Uh, so, if you can have your data center spun up in Texas or someplace where, where energy seems to be cheap or um, well, in or Texas, well managed in this case. In Texas, you have to be careful because if yes, a polar yes, vortex yes, comes yes. through, you're not going to have power. I should have used a different company, a different, a different <laughs> uh, state, different state. But again, we have you know we've got management here. You know, Ioso New England has been managing our electric electricity, and they've been screaming for 20 years about the fact that we don't have enough natural gas coming in here to actually give us enough yeah. energy. We're, turn, we're turning off nuclear power plants, so we're all wondering why our bills are so high. Well, guys, it's because our the management of the state is pretty poor. Right. I mean, and this is not something that's surprising. It's also not just the management of the state now. It's the management of the state 20, 30, yeah. 40, Correct. 50 years ago that right. never built any of this infrastructure that, that should have been built. 
Yeah, so we digress. But yeah. that's kind of what's going on when you save money in the cloud. We'll put a link off getting yourself off the cloud. Uh, you know, we, we're agnostic at this point. If you want to pay us to put your stuff on the cloud, we'll, we'll bill you to do well, that. If you want to pay us to take it off the cloud, we'll bill you to do that. It doesn't matter. We'll get paid coming or going, guys. The right. difference is you're renting it forever in perpetuity from a third party that someday may decide they don't want to do that service anymore. And guess what? Then you got to pay us to move you to a different cloud. <laughs> right. And like you were explaining, in some cases, it's a good idea. It can be. And you just have to do the work to figure that out. Do the map. Well, even like voice over IP phone systems, right? So you can pay for your own voice over IP phone system, own it forever, not pay any monthly rental on it. Or somebody can come to you and say, well, for 25 bucks a handset or a user, you can have access to your cloud-based phone system. And if you don't do that math, if you don't do that math, you've re- you're replacing your 15-year-old phone system that you have paid for 15 years ago now, and if you say, oh, I got 30 users, 25 bucks a month, oh, that's kind of a big number every year. Oh, yeah. And if you did that math, you wouldn't be doing voice over IP in the cloud. You'd be buying voice over IP systems once. But nope, right. somebody said, 25 bucks sounds like a good deal, until you do the math. Right. <laughs> that's what it's all about. you got to do the math, guys. Let's go to Steve in Newington. And that's what that article talks about, too. Hey, Steve. Uh, yeah, good morning. morning. Um, yeah, I was reading an article the other day online about the article was titled How Hackable Is Your Computer? Yeah. And one of the things it talked about was something about, you know, giving away your location when you're using apps and things like that. And that GPS system enables hackers to infiltrate your device. Uh, and then from there, somehow they they segued into using a virtual private network, yeah. which they say reduces the ability to hack your computer. But I guess if you do get hacked, it prevents some data from being breached. So I, I know you've talked about VPN in the past. I was wondering mm. if you could elaborate on the, the benefits of VPN and any that you recommend. Well, the benefits of VPN, I mean, you need to have enough bandwidth in your in your home because if you run a VPN over your stuff within your home and your bandwidth isn't wide enough this is where more bandwidth helps right because the VPN is going to encrypt everything you do on your machine and slow it down um, so you need to have enough bandwidth to kind of compensate for that but what VPN does is it gives you an encrypted connection where you're you're when you're online you're going to pop out at somebody else's servers the VPN company servers and you're going to pop out somewhere else in the country than where you are um the hackability doesn't doesn't seem to come into play there unless you're in a public space, right? So if you're in a if you're in an airport or if you're at a you know Dunkin' Donuts and you have your laptop and you're sitting there doing your billing or pay, doing your bill pay at a Dunkin' Donuts and you're not on a VPN, well, there could be a guy in the booth right across from you who's using a Wireshark tool that's trying to say how can I get to Steve's laptop? Uh, that is very risky stuff. So you want to do that within a within a VPN so he can't see you, right? You're you're encrypted within that VPN. At home though. It's not that practical um, unless you have enough bandwidth to do it at home. And again, the hackers are really going to get you by simply saying, hey, Steve, what's your password? Like I ask on a regular basis to folks who call this show. Because what happens is you give it to them. And the way, the way they're asking for your password is really the tricky, the trickiness about it. They, they will figure out your email. They get into your email because you, for some reason, use the same password on three different sites, and one of the sites was breached. And they said, "Oh, Steve uses a password of Red Sox or Great exclamation point." I'll see if his email at, at steve.gmail.com is the same thing. Oh, it is. That's interesting. And then they'll read your email, 
And then they'll say, oh, Steve's going to buy a house. That's really great. I think I'll, I'll pay attention to this. And then your, your attorney says, hey, make sure you route the, this payment over here. And the hacker says, oh, well, I'm going to send it over there. And you don't even know that it's happening. And you send, them, you, well, you send the money to some other place. That's the hacking that's going on. They're simply asking for it. It doesn't have to be that complicated. Um, you know, VPNs help give you more privacy uh, with the, when you're in a public area. And, of course, if you're online at home and you want to have a VPN, Comcast and these companies are trying to sell where you're going, right? They are happy to say, oh, Steve likes to go to this website or that website. Well, they won't know it if you're within a VPN. Um, right. So, however, though, certain VPN services were leaking the local DNS information uh, yeah. and using local DNS. Yeah, so, it, it comes down to whether you want to trust the VPN service you're using. Right. So yeah. I like Proton VPN. Um, they're, out of, they're a Swiss company. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll like them until I don't. Uh, that's the problem with IT until they until they burn you. And they have VPN servers all over the world. It's not just in Switzerland, right? Oh yeah, so, all over the country. You, yeah. You'd want to find an uh, you want to find an one American nearby. connection yeah. probably. Yeah. It'd be faster. Okay. Um, and when you talk about needing enough bandwidth to use it at home, what do you mean by bandwidth? How does one know that? Do a speed test on your internet connection. So when you're when you hang up with us, just go to speedtest.net. And see how much your, your upload and download speed is, because if it's not really quick and you add VPN in, inside it, it can all, it'll it'll definitely perform poorly um, because okay. it's going to encrypt everything. You're not going to be able to to run very well if your internet speed is let's say 20 megabits, and then you then you encrypt it on top of that with a VPN. You're not going to be very happy with how your computer okay. operates because the VPN. Okay. Uh, when I connect through to Tab through our VPN, I've got a 500 500 internet connection and tabs a gigabit connection, but I'm only running 35 megabits to tab um, because that's how fast the VPN operates when I'm connected to them, to us, to, to we, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and if I, if, and it, so it sounds like maybe, cause I pr- pretty much just use the computer at home. Right. So maybe it's not really as big an issue as I thought, but just for haha's, if I do the test, yeah. what's a reasonable speed minimum threshold for the speed that you would recommend for VPN ballpark? I would think 150 would be a, a, a manageable speed. If you have 150 megabits down, um, you'll be probably happy with the performance of your, your VPN. But you will notice some performance glitches as you go to certain sites. And also certain sites are going to say, hey, Steve, where are you? You're going to go ahead and try to find a Home Depot near you, and you're going to be in Saskatchewan, New York. And you're going to place the order for the, the refrigerator, and then it's going to be in the wrong Home Depot. So pay attention to that. Oh. <laughs> okay. Is there a town Saskatchewan, um, New York? I don't even know. Saskatchewan? <laughs> <laughs> so. If I could ask one other question. In, yeah. in the same article, it was talking various things about being more hackable. Yep. And it went into two-factor yep. authentication. And it's, I guess it's, and I'm sure you'll probably verify this, but I was astonished where it said most people use, SMS text as their two-factor, which which right. I was one of those, and apparently that's a that's a high-risk method, from what I understand, because yes. your phones can have malware and things like that. Yes, sir. It's a high-risk. So high, go ahead. Oh, I guess is email the better way to do the two-factor then? Not if your bad guy already has your email address. Uh, it it's it all depends on what the hacker has access to. Right. You can use third-party authenticators, like Google Authenticator would be an app on your phone that you could use for two-factor authentication, as long as the service you're using recognizes that tool. Right. 
Um, in some cases, they don't. And so here's the here's the issue, right? You're using your cell phone company. So let's say Steve, I, let's say I knew you were some ding dong uh, uh, Bitcoin owner, and you had a million dollars in fake money, and I'm like, I'm gonna get that guy's money. I'm going to actually try to social network or social engineer figuring out what cell service you use, calling your cell service as you, and then I'm going to simjack your phone because the guys within Verizon are pretty easy to, to fool, and they're going to migrate your number over to my phone. I'm going to log into your uh, crypto account and move all your money out of it. Um, that's the issue with cell phones, using cell phones as the two-factor. You need to use a, an, an authenticator app. Um, or other methods of two-factor authentication. Email is one, but again, you better have that email locked down with its own two-factor, and that password better be some wicked, difficult password Mm -hmm. that you don't use anywhere else because email is your life. And if you're using a free email service... And you've, I do. Yeah, right. I mean, may want to consider getting a paid email service in these days because the old days of free email, your connection is so important, it it needs to be more, more professional these days. So consider, again, Proton or other mail services out or, there. Or if your ISP is offering email oh, accounts, fine. use them. Right. Uh, either way, you've got a supported account. But there's anybody socially engineered. So if they want to go, yeah. they're like, oh, Steve's at Cox.net. I can try to impersonate Steve, get into Cox.net. Right. So that's an issue, too. It is. So we're all very hackable, Steve. Um, but don't use the same passwords. Use two-factor authentication. Um, check out Google Authenticator as a as a as an option for some of your two factor if you wish. Check out professional email. There's lots of things we have to do as users. But we got to okay. get going. Is, is Google Authenticator free? Yes. Yes, it is. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Assuming the service that you're trying to connect to will recognize it. it. Yeah. Yeah, that's part of the problem too. Yeah. What do you mean by service? My ISP. Well, bank. let's say let's say you're trying to connect to a bank. Right. Okay. The bank has to have the ability to use the Google Authenticator. They have to have that set up. Oh, I, I see. And sometimes they don't, and they want you to use your phone. And, and they that's want why to use the phone. A lot of the a lot of companies are still stuck with phones, but yeah. And be careful with the apps you're loading on your phones, guys. I mean, all yeah. these silly apps that you don't you can't trust that these apps are legit. Who knows what they're doing while they're letting you do some sort of Candy Crush-like game? They could be trying to to right. uh, do all sorts of things to your phone while you're doing some silly thing on the thing. You, people got to right. treat their phone more as a tool rather than the, the plaything that they are. And unfortunately, a lot of the Gen Zers are going to find out the hard way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Very good. Thank you very much, guys. All right, Steve. Yep. Thanks. Okay. I keep telling my own kids, you know, and they don't listen to me. I'm like, okay. <laughs> My son had his Chipotle hacked. Of course, he had my credit card oh, on that's it. And then right. some guy's buying, some dude in Baja, California is buying Chipotle on my credit card. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I got to close my credit card account because you put it on your Chipotle account and the password was taco or something like that. We'll be right back. <laughs> We are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And everything we've talked about so far has been posted over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show.com, which also works. And it's been tweeted out via Twitter now that Elon owns it. And you're going to get it into your newsfeed. If you follow Tab Computer Sys, you'll get the same news links there. And, if, and you know Facebook has got it as well. But if Zuckerberg only has to deem it worthy and you're not in Australia and now maybe even Canada. Uh, you, you may not get the information because they're working on how to block that stuff. 
Um, but again, there's a reason. The you know, of course, the the news folks really should get paid for their articles that Google is sharing. Um, but again, they're getting exposure. Google would say, "Hey, well, we're giving them plenty of exposure. They wouldn't even have heard about these news articles if we didn't have people share them." And yeah, they may have a point there too. Uh, coming up at 10:05, Tom Perone will be coming in from Go NetSpeed, and he'll be giving us an update on what they've been doing on uh, how things have been going with Go NetSpeed. And uh, again, they're 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 a competitor to the incumbent providers that we've been stuck with for the past two decades or longer. Um, that gives us the ability to have higher speed, fast, you know, super fast internet at a low cost. And now our the competitors are going to have to lower the prices. Uh, nobody's shedding a tear there. No, nope. nothing like competition. I wonder if we did that with energy, what would happen? Um, let's talk about something else before we go to the top of the hour here, as we wait for your calls. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. So you may have had this happen where your bank says, "Hey, you know, we can record your voice, and that'll be more secure." <laughs> And you're like, okay. And then they record your voice, and now they don't have to ask you, you know, what your favorite pizza was or whatever your security questions were to prove it to you. Well, turns out now, uh, Samsung Galaxy Phone uh, has the ability to train Bixby to now answer the phone for you in your voice, meaning you're too lazy to pick up the phone or you can't. So you're typing the response, and Bixby is responding in your voice. What does that mean? Ooh. This AI can now be used to hack your account. They can oh. talk to the bank as you and. Oh, no. So, you know, it's a neat feature, but it's also obviously was coming. It's not surprising here, especially with other things like deep fakes and stuff like that. So we'll put a link up there for you guys. The the banking industry is always trying to keep your stuff safe, and (laughs) now they got to figure out something else. It'll be a retinal scan on your iPhone next. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So stick around, guys. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Tom Perone from GoNetSpeed's coming in-house. We'll be right back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend four point four hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.